sure to tune in to Tamina Talks Immigration with Tamina Watson this and every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Immigration attorney Tamina Watson founded Watson Immigration Law here in Seattle and is a frequent speaker, author, and blogger who has appeared in Forbes, CNN, The Seattle Times, and much more. On her radio show, Tamina will take all your questions live on air. Plus, she will discuss and provide insight into the latest immigration news and issues as well as talk with notable personalities who have impacted U.S. immigration laws or are notable immigrants themselves. Check out Tamina Talks Immigration Tuesdays at 10 a.m. on Daisy 1250 a.m., radio that listens to you. Good morning, Seattle. This is Tamina Watson on Tamina Talks Immigration on Desi 1250 AM. Thank you so much for joining us today. And you may, as you may have heard, the name of the show is Tamina Talks Immigration. You know, it's been um, a wonderful 18 months of being on Desi 1250 AM on Immigration with Tamina. And, you know, the backstory is that I didn't really have a name for the show. So it was just so easy to say Immigration <laughs> with Tamina. And, you know, I did have a name, but I almost got sued by using a trademarked um, name used by somebody else, which I didn't realize at the time. So it took about 18 months to come up with something that I really like. And here we are. Tamina Talks Immigration is uh, a rebirth of the show. And if you go to the Desi 1250 radio station website, you'll see that there is a a new uh, show card with Tamina Talks Immigration. And as of yesterday, it, it has been posted everywhere to make sure that the Facebook page reflects the new name. Um, it's on our blog, on our Watson Immigration Law uh, Facebook page, on Twitter and everywhere else. So I hope that if you hear Immigration with Tamina, you will all instantly uh, start thinking about Tamina Talks Immigration. And it's interesting because now I have trademarked the name as well. And it's quite um, cool seeing TM next to T- Tamina Talks. Um, and the logo is fantastic. I hired somebody to help uh, with a logo that would uh, basically depict immigration in a in a fun way, and there's a beautiful crown of um, Lady Liberty on the logo. Uh, so I hope you will check it out and, you know, I'd love to hear what you think. You know, but the show is exactly the same. We're going to be talking about immigration news and updates, talking with interesting people who are making an impact on immigration or people who are notable immigrants themselves. And nothing about the content is changing at all. If anything, it's just going to be more fun. So reminder that if you have any questions, you know, I'm here for the next half an hour and I'd love to hear from you. Um, send us questions, uh, at desi um sorry contact at desi 1250am.com or call us at the show uh at the studio it's 844-301-1250 would love to hear from you there is just so much going on in the world and particularly on immigration in the united states that how can you not have questions so here i am uh, waiting to hear from you please call us Um, A reminder that we do have a new Facebook page as of January and as of yesterday, the name of the Facebook page is called Tamina Talks Immigration Radio Show. Please go find it, like it, ask questions from it, send me messages, interact. Um, All of the content will be available 
on the Facebook page. So it's a one-stop shop for anything that you need on the show. And I'm just so proud to say we are almost at 9,000 uh, followers, which is a huge number for um, a little show like this. So I hope you continue to spread the word and like it and share it and continue to um, engage with me on the Facebook page. If you've just tuned in, this is Tamina Talks Immigration on Desi 1250 AM. The phone number at the studio is 844-301-1250, 844-301-1250. Now, goodness, there's so much news, I don't even know where to begin. Um, uh, yesterday was the first day that the USCIS, United States Citizenship and Immigration Services, was uh, started to accept H-1B applications. And you may remember that I'd been speaking about it for several weeks to remind you that the deadline was coming up. And in fact, the, the window for accepting applications goes on until Friday. So if you haven't filed your H-1B, uh, you still have just about enough time to get it in. I would suggest that even though the deadline is Friday, you file your application no later than tomorrow because FedEx can have problems. There could be so many unknown issues that um, become obstacles. Your application may not get there on time. So be good to yourself and file any uh, remaining applications by tomorrow if you want to make sure that you don't miss the boat. But it it is interesting, uh, you know, whenever there's not a recession and the economy is doing really well, the demand is significantly higher for the amount of visas um, that are available. And if you are new to the H-1B conversation, there are 65,000 visas given out for people with a bachelor's degree and 20,000 visas reserved for people who have a master's degree from a U.S. school. The uh, number of visas that are available are available to use from the beginning of a fiscal year. And that means October 1 when the visa becomes available to work on. But you can apply six months in advance. And that is why the April window is so important because the sixth month uh, of October 1 begins on April 1st. And because this year April 1st was on a Saturday, the window really opened on Monday, Monday, April 3rd. Um, it is very interesting because it has hi- it hit the news yesterday in a very big way um, for several reasons. Number one, um, well, I'm going to back up a little bit. For six to eight weeks, it was very little sleep in my office uh, because we were preparing H-1Bs and we were very lucky to get almost all of them filed on Friday. And, you know, Monday started for my uh, office and, as you know, we hoped it would be calm and uh, cool and we can just wrap up all the mess that we created over the last two months. However, USCIS dropped some bombshells on us. Number one, if you are in the tech industry, this would probably, um, you know, make make sense to you. But USCIS sent a, a message out uh, Friday, very quietly. Uh, you know, I'd no, not a lot of people picked it up on Friday. I don't know if anyone picked it up on Friday. But Monday, uh, we all saw that there was a memo uh, issued by USCIS downgrading computer programmers from an H-1B um, uh, position. Now, computer programmer, if you are at all familiar with all the lingo in immigration, the code is the uh, 15-1131. And USCIS said that if you have a two-year degree, you would not qualify for an H-1B, which is true 
in general anyway. But they said that computer programmer jobs will now be subject to extra scrutiny and you would very much uh, get an RFE if you filed for a computer programmer position. And uh, they are going to be scrutinizing it very heavily to see if a degree is actually needed for this particular position. They will also be scrutinizing at the same time the wages that are going to be given for any computer programmer positions. Uh, And the reasoning in my mind is flawed because they're saying that if there's a level one wage attached to a computer programmer position, then it's not going to be uh, complex enough for an H-1B position. Uh, and they're going to very heavily look at these wages um, for, for these positions. Now, my worry is that these types of analysis will then trickle into different types of H-1Bs. So I, I, it's a matter of wait and see. But if you have filed a computer programmer uh, H-1B on um, Friday or even this week, uh, beware that you know you were not given any notice by USCIS as this change was happening and you are very likely going to be facing an RFE. Uh, if you have any questions or comments uh, the phone number at the studio is 844-301-1250 844-301-1250 if you've just tuned in this is Tamina Talks Immigration on Desi 1250 AM. Now, more news came out yesterday. I was completely jittering yesterday because I was not anticipating so much news. The second piece of news that came out was the Department of Justice had issued a notice warning all employers who use H-1Bs not to misuse and abuse H-1Bs and that they would not tolerate uh, discrimination against American workers. Now, what does this mean? It really is... uh, a warning to um, employers who use H-1Bs, but really the hidden message is that uh, employers who use H-1Bs will get scrutinized and likely will have visits from uh, USCIS officers, perhaps even DOL officers. And that Department of Justice message was swiftly followed by another message from the USCIS. And USCIS essentially said that we are going to be conducting more site visits, but we are going to target those site visits to the two two types of companies. Number one, companies that are H-1B dependent, and H-1B dependent means that you have um, a very high number of H-1B and L-1A visa holders in your uh, in your team in your in your staff. And if you have, there is a percentage uh, to it. And essentially, I will post that to uh, the blog post that will follow this particular recording if you are interested. The other thing that they, the other type of company that they will be targeting is that consulting companies that send employees to third-party sites. So if you have a company that um, is H-1B dependent, Um, and or are a consulting company sending employees to a third-party site, it's very, very important that you have your paperwork straight, uh, as clean and as in order as it can be. Make sure your I-9s are in order. Make sure that your public access files are in order because you may not get much notice before somebody knocks on your door. 
Now, what that made me think about when I saw all of these notices that uh, the new administration and our new president had six executive orders lined up on immigration. Three of them were signed, as you may remember, the interior um, protection, interior security, uh, the border protection uh, and the travel ban. These three were signed, but there were three others that were leaked and not signed. One was the one was about the DACA and DAPA um, uh, uh, programs were going to be uh, removed completely and they never really took effect. It's just they are going to be officially scrapped. Uh, that has not been signed yet. And number two was about uh, taxpayers protection. So anybody who sponsors um, uh, uh, an immigrant or anybody who t- has access to public benefits, those issues are going to be under scrutiny. That has not been signed yet. But the third one that was not signed was the high-skilled immigration one. And the high-skilled immigration executive order essentially said we were going to change the E2 program, um, the H4EAD program, the various um, uh, uh, EAD programs and parole programs. And the executive order, the leaked one, essentially said they were going to make a lot of reports on H1Bs. That has not been signed, and I don't know why yet. Uh, If you have any inside information, I'd love to hear from you. 844-301-1250 but you know when I saw these notices from the Department of Justice and USCIS I instantly thought goodness it's almost like having an executive order without having an executive order so there really are um coming down uh, you know with the, the fear mongering and the uh, anxiety causing notices but what's going to happen very soon are these audits you know some people call them raids the, these are not going to be raids as such uh, in, in the way that you know ice goes to um other places to find undocumented workers. This is not for undocumented workers. These audits are to find whether the employer is really abiding by the rules. So you have to be very, very careful about how you maintain your paperwork. So if you have any questions on, on any of these issues, the number at the off, at the studio is 844-301-1250, 844-301-1250. If you've just tuned in, this is uh, Tamina Talks Immigration on Desi 1250 AM. Be sure to tune in to Tamina Talks Immigration with Tamina Watson this and every Tuesday at 10 AM. Immigration attorney Tamina Watson founded Watson Immigration Law here in Seattle and is a frequent speaker, author, and blogger who has appeared in Forbes, CNN, the Seattle Times, and much more. On her radio show, Tamina will take all your questions live on air. Plus, she will discuss and provide insight into the latest immigration news and issues, as well as talk with notable personalities who have impacted U.S. immigration laws or are notable immigrants themselves. Check out Tamina Talks Immigration Tuesdays at 10 a.m. on Desi 1250 a.m., radio that listens to you. Hi again, this is Tamina Talks Immigration on Desi 1250 AM. Welcome back. We were talking about H-1Bs and all the drama that happened yesterday. I want to tell you about uh, H-1Bs and what to expect in the next few weeks. As you may remember, a couple of weeks ago, we had a bombshell essentially dropped from USCIS saying that premium processing will be stopped uh, for at least six months for all H-1Bs. And if you had any premium processing to file, you should have done it by last Friday. Uh, but essentially, from here on, for about six months, there will be no premium processing. What does that mean for these 
applications that are being filed this week. It means that there will be a delay in processing all applications. The reasoning that was given uh, at the time of the announcement was that there is a very high backlog on all H-1Bs and by stopping premium processing, they will try to reduce the backlog on the cases that are pending and all the new cases. Now, my personal opinion is that I don't think the backlog will go away and currently it's taking about eight months to process H-1Bs. If there is a reduction in the backlog, it might go down for, for a few weeks. But, you know, well, let's wait and see what happens to it. I hope I, I, I can be pleasantly surprised. But with no premium processing, the first thing to expect on these cap cases uh, that are being filed this week is you will likely find out uh, if you have been selected in the lottery, which will likely take pay- place at the end of April, um, sometime uh, end of April or beginning of May. What happens between now and end of April? You know, the think of the USCIS as a big immigration factory and they have service centers in uh, two or three locations. They're either going to California Service Center or they're either going to the, the Vermont Service Center. And this year, the, I believe they will receive a record number of H-1B applications. Last year, it was, um, I forget, 200 36,000 applications that they received whereas the only 85,000 are available as I mentioned earlier I really suspect they will receive more than that so for the next few weeks the government will be essentially taking each application and entering it on their system with a case number Uh, last year about April 28th is when the lottery happened so once all the uh, information is inputted into the database the computer system will uh, do a random selection process and through that the, the selection process will first happen on the master's category Uh, for the 20,000 and anybody who is not selected in that category will be automatically dropped to the bachelor's category and then go through uh, there will be a selection process for the bachelor's category now if premium processing were available you would have had an email that day or the next day saying your case has been selected however because we don't have premium processing you're going to get a receipt notice in the mail and that will take approximately anywhere between one to three weeks so my guess is that those who will be selected will likely hear end of april to you know beginning of may or mid-may now what does that mean it means that um you will basically not find out if you have not been selected for quite some time. If you have, if you've been selected, you will definitely get a paper receipt. If you don't get a paper receipt, you should expect to get a rejection of your application. In the past, we have started getting, um, we had started getting rejections um, sort of end of May. Really, the the bulk of it came mid June, and I expect that to be the same this year, sometime mid June we will start getting um, rejections and what does a rejection look like it is essentially the the entire package that you sent with the checks that will be returned to you in a in a USPS envelope 
and it will have a rejection notice uh, with it, with a case number. Uh, and, and that is essentially your evidence that you your case was not selected. Now, if you have been selected, what then? Uh, I'm warning all my clients that you, we will likely not hear anything for a good few months. I would be surprised if I hear anything before four months. Um, and if I do, of course, I'll be reporting right here on the AC1250 as soon as I have updates. But because the current process is about eight months, I suspect it will take several months before we hear. The question is, will you actually be starting to work on an H-1B by October? Um, And remember, the beginning of the visa starts October 1, as I mentioned earlier in this show. So it will be very interesting to see if anyone starts on October 1. If you are in the US transitioning from a, 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 a F1 visa or some other visa, maybe you can start on October 1. And I certainly hope and pray that's true. But if you have an employee outside the country, October 1 may not work out because after the application is approved, the employee has to go to the local embassy, has to go through a background check, an interview process, visa stamping and so forth. So if you do get um, any information, adjudication, um, RFEs sometime in the next few months, let us know. I would love to hear from you about what is the progress on your particular case. Uh, you can email at info at watsonimmigrationlaw.com or you could email us at the station which is our contact at desi1250am.com. And of course, anytime on, I'm live on sh- on the show, the number is 844-301-1250. I would love to hear from you today if you are one of the people uh, affected by the computer programmer uh, fiasco or anything else um, on the H1B front, 844-301-1250. 1250. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Tamina Talks Immigration on Desi 1250 AM. Now, to more fun things. Um, you may recall that for the past 18 months that I have been on the radio, I have talked incessantly about a movie called For Here or To Go. And I am just so proud to say that that movie was actually finally in the movie theaters this past weekend. Did you go to see the movie? If you did, please call into the show. I'd love to hear from you. The number here is 844-301-1250, 844-301-1250. Now, the movie was actually at Lincoln Square, Bellevue. The movie is also showing at the AMC Kent Station. Um, it, it, it's still going to be showing for this week. I hope you will take some time to watch the movie. It is all about us Desi folks. Uh, really, it, the immigration issues are universal. They affect people f- coming from all all parts of the world who are stuck in this immigration limbo. But it is particularly poignant to um, all of us who have migrated from one country or another, but particularly from the Desi community. The characters are... Uh, all from India. The movie is both in Hindi and English. I know you will love the movie if you go to see it. It's called For Here or To Go. I want to give a big shout out to Ramesh from Bellevue, who was the winning um, uh, winning ticket holder from uh, Nivi's show last week. Uh, he won the ticket to watch the movie with me on, um, on Saturday at Lincoln Square. Ramesh, thank you so much for taking part in the competition and actually coming to see the movie with me. I will be 
be posting pictures this week sometime on the Desi 1250 website. I hope you'll tune in. But the movie is going to be at AMC Kent Station as well as Lincoln Square Bellevue. Please catch it before we lose the opportunity to see it on the big screen. And a huge, huge thank you to um, Rishi Bilwadikar, who is the screenwriter, the producer. He himself is on an H-1B visa with no background in immigration. Um, uh, I mean, filmmaking. He came up with this movie that he wrote from scratch and treating it like a startup. He took it all the way to the big screen. A huge, huge thank you for bringing this message to the main screen and really doing a tremendous job of the fabulous cast that you have. You had, uh, Rishi had invited Ali Fazal, Bollywood's heartthrob, to the movie, and um, there are many other familiar faces. So please go to watch it. If you do see it, please let us know what you think of it um, Twelve uh, at 12.50 um, a.m. Uh, the phone number here is 844-301-1250. Now, a couple of pieces of news before I have to leave you. Um, you may be, be thinking, hmm, did I see Tamina? on TV uh, the other day when our Seattle mayor announced his lawsuit against the new administration? The answer is yes. I was standing next to him. I have received so many calls and emails um, saying, was that you? And I am so honored and privileged that I was invited to stand with the Seattle mayor when he made his uh, profound um, announcement about the lawsuit against the new administration. If you don't know about that, please go and look it up on the on the City of Seattle's website about the mayor's lawsuit against the new administration on sanctuary cities and the funding that is trying to be withheld and the executive orders all talking about how local police should be cooperating with the federal uh, immigration officers. It's a very interesting read. It's about 34 pages of the complaint. I urge you to go and read that uh, you will be proud that we are living in uh, our city of amazing leaders not only do we have our mayor but uh, you know our attorney general and our governor all working very hard to continue the leadership and lastly i want to make sure that you um know that there is an article that um is in Breitbart, you know, the new administration's favorite publication. And it really is based on much of what I write in my blog post. I was a little bit taken aback by uh, the attention that uh, my writing has received through uh, this particular article, which, you know, as you may guess, is not really conducive to, um, uh, you know, supporting immigration. If you have a moment, then, you know, you might want to read that. But uh, what I wanted to really say is we have have to keep resisting and fighting no matter what uh, and I hope you will do the same and support me where necessary so we only have a few minutes left um, I want to say goodbye to you all thank you so much for joining us this is Tamina Talks Immigration thank you so much bye bye